On today's Midcourt Madness, the weather outside is getting hot, Biggs, but the transfer portal is also remaining hot. Um, you were trying to explain to me what the deadline from a few days ago mean meant as far as I, I still don't understand. Don't, don't understand it. So maybe maybe we can try after this, after the intro. Um, but a lot of people committing. It's been at least a month since we recorded. So there's a lot of action here. So um, we'll get in right into it after this. Biggs, you may remember last episode I debuted a new segment. I'm not sure if you remember this. This is like a long time ago. I and do, I, ended, I think. I, I ended the show with it last time, but I want to start with it because I think it's going to lead well into a team that you're probably going to want to talk about. All right. Okay. Man, I'm excited about this now. And so do you know, do you know what it is? Be? Okay. So yeah, you do. Okay. And. I have a feeling the last one's going to give it away, so that's why I left it for the last one. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Um, but for those who may not have listened last time, it's a random college basketball player of the week or episode or whatever instrument you want to use. Yeah. Sitting around remembering dudes. Yeah, exactly. So I, I basically give I give Biggs five clues. He then has like t- 10 or 15 seconds after those five clues to answer who this random player is. So – Clue number one for this random college basketball player. He he played high school at the Montverde Academy. Have you heard of that? I have. Cut. Cut. Loaded team a few he, years ago. Yeah, this guy played there. Okay. In college, he played in the Big 12. Still no guesses? Still no, uh, he's Shade still Cunningham. <laughs> no. He was Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. After his days in the Big 12, he was the number three overall draft pick. The number three overall draft pick. Oh, my gosh. And this is where I think you're going to get it. If you don't, I'm going to pat myself on the back for... Take away my college basketball man card. Yeah, exactly. This player, to his name, has the title of being the NBA MVP. Joel Embiid. Yeah, yes. Yeah. He played at Montverde, huh? I didn't realize yeah. he played at Montverde. It, it is. I, I imagine it's like one year, maybe two. Like that's I a lot of players. A lot of players just end up being there. Year. Yeah, and like he's only Big 12's second team, but I guess he was injured a lot, wasn't he? Yeah, he missed a bunch of time, and he also just didn't put up big stats. Like you know, everyone can see the potential, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember thinking like this dude's gonna be. I mean, he came off the bench for some reason. I had stumbled on, I had stumbled upon like the box score of when Kansas that year played Duke in the in the uh, the wannabe Champions Classic, and Joel Embiid came off the bench for that Kansas team at least at the start of the year. He eventually worked his way into starting, but like. They had who's on the roster. Tariq Black, who had transferred, if I remember right. We're just sitting around remembering dudes. Tariq Black played at Memphis. Then he transferred to Kansas as a graduate transfer. They had Perry Ellis, who was only a sophomore, I think, at that time. Andrew Wiggins. 
Wiggins. Perry, Perry also was never a sophomore. Be real. <laughs> he was always a senior citizen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Wayne Mason Selden. was like an unheralded recruit. Yep. That Selden. Yeah. They had Nadir Tharp. Yep. Who was kind of the, the he got a lot of the blame because the rest of the roster was pretty good. It was like our point guard just sucks. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's so, that. Yeah, they would have had the number one and number three overall draft pick that year because that was the year Wiggins went. What your last one. clue should have been was this man cried his way to getting the most recent MVP but doesn't deserve it because a Serbian guy is far better. Yes. I saw – who was I listening to? I saw like an audio clip. Was it – I think it's Garnett. And he's trying to make the case that Joe Kidd shouldn't be the MVP because if he was the MVP this year, that would be three in a row. And that – Player X never had three in a row, so I'm not sure if anyone's ever had three in a row, to be quite honest. And that yeah, well, was and, and, couple, like and, Larry Bird or something. I okay, think. Yeah. and he's basically trying to say, like, for example, like MJ probably never had three in a row. He's like, I'm right. not ready to call Nikola Jokic the best, like the goat. Basically, that's like, right. well, that's that's not a criteria for the goat is three MVPs in a row. <laughs> no, sorry, they it's use, not. Yeah, they use the stupid historical precedent to determine. I don't know. It's silly. It's, it's, it's bizarre, but I also don't think MVP is, I mean, it, it, I struggle with this because it's like, is it MVP or is it just who's the best player? Because those are different. Mm-hmm. Those are different criteria. Yeah. It's so, supposed to be the best player. It's turned into who is the most valuable to their team. That's what it is turned into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes and so it, I think it's that. And, and I can and remember. Sometimes I think they do just take the best player, and it's like, well, I don't know. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, and I can remember. Really they is, waste so much oxygen on it, and it's like, what are we trying to do here? Are we trying to yeah. play basketball, or are we trying to discuss who gets trophies? Yeah. Way back in the day, it's either Maurer or Morneau when they won the MVP, and it was, it was like either him or Jeter. And, like, the argument turned into, well, if you take X, uh, X player off the Twins, they're a 500, 500 team. Right. Like, well, that, that that shouldn't be a criteria in my mind. Well, then I, I, I disagree. I think that should be. You think so? I do, yeah. If that's, I, I that's think it should just be the best player for the year. Yeah, like if I, I think that's absolutely. Like if you take that, that's teammate independent. And if we're measuring team success, if, we're measuring, if team success is baked into most valuable player, which they do because they're not, they're not generally taking, although baseball is a little different, but like usually they're not taking a guy on a crap team. Because usually there's team success baked into it. And so if you're surrounded by not great players and you're elevating people way above what another person is, if you're surrounded by incredible talent, Derek Jeter is not more valuable objectively to the New York Yankees because they have a loaded lineup. So then the Yankees should never soul of a Minnesota Twins lineup. A Yankee player should never win a Yankee player should never win the MVP then. Hundred percent. Yeah, fuck them. Is that because yeah. is that because your it's hatred? Their own fault. They can is that because your hatred towards the Yankees? Is that because your hatred towards the Yankees, or because you take the word "valuable" too literally? Probably I because think... I take "valuable" too literally. Okay, I don't think that was the intent when they named the rule was to be like, oh, okay, who's the most valuable to the rule? It just happens to be that that's the word in there. They should just call it "most outstanding." There, there you go. You know what Let's sport does do that? Uh, college basketball. College basketball. That's why it's the best. The mop. The mop. Yep. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but anyways, that kind of got off the rails there. We kind of argued there. I like that. I did too. Um, that was good radio. Yeah. John, so, we're uh, still friends though, right? Maybe. We can argue and still be friends. Talk about might, adulting. Might bump up CM or TZ to best man. We'll see. Oh! <laughs> I'll fight him. 
<laughs> no, I won't do that. Tommy TZ. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> TZ and CM would kick my butt. They would. They would. <laughs> Shouts to those guys, though, assuming they're listening. No, they, they probably don't. Probably not. No. Um, so what do you think about this Kansas stuff lately? They get Hunter Dickinson. Uh, I know for you, I think I think you're excited about that because you uh, you were very impressive with KJ this last year, but it kind of allows him to slide more into a four spot there, which is probably more his fit. Um, they also get Arterio Morris from Texas. Um, I see ooh, there's another Brown or Braun, but Brown, whatever. They do lose some guys. Ernest Uday, who they, he didn't really get the time of day there. Um, oh, I, I almost forgot about this guy, Nicholas Timberlake. He's yeah, saying, they, he's saying bye 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 to Towson. Yeah, they. Did he I mean, that? is Kansas going to be preseason number one? At this point, we've kind of we're able to basically formulate. I mean, like a month or two ago, whenever we did our last pod, which does feel like years ago, projecting what rosters were going to look like was the dumbest fool's yeah. errand ever because we had thousands of players in flux. Right? Every well, single do you team remember? Was, well, it could be. Do you remember looking at it? I think it was like right after the national title game and like someone did a way too early top 25 and they're doing roster projections. And if I remember correctly, North Carolina's projected starting five was like RJ, Simeon, Wiltshire. I'm not even sure if they had Baycott on there. Um, but now it's just completely different because they get, they have probably two starters coming in. Yeah. And that's, and then, and that's and, every team. Yeah, exactly. Right, so I mean, point- UConn was ranked number one by some people because they thought Sonogo and Jackson and some of these guys were going to be back. And that just how do you how do you do it? Because you have no idea sometimes. Yep. Now that we kind of have an idea of rosters, for the most part, I would say they're like ninety percent set, maybe a little more. Yep. Where do you think Kansas sits? Top five. Top five. Yeah. I think you know I've heard I see Duke being up at the top with. Uh, What's his face coming back? Yeah, his name right now. Everybody coming back, basically Duke, the Duke, the Duke villain. Um, I will say though, on uh, the twenty four seven portal site, there you can sort by conference and who's the best, who did the best in the transfer portal. Duke was last in the ACC. Wow, that's something. Yeah, exactly. It tells you that college kids, once they start going to college, actually get an education. They understand Duke sucks. We don't want to exactly. go. Yeah, but but on on the other side, it's like they didn't lose anyone either, so that you can make that argument too. Well, those kids have just not been educated right. <laughs> That's why they go to Duke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think Kansas. I mean, obviously, you get Hunter Dickinson, who is one of the best centers in college hoops. Um, you know, he's really good. I think KJ Adams was was quite good last year. I mean, he was really good as an undersized five. And I think he's yeah. a natural, I think there's a lot more skill to his game than just banging down low than, than just banging down low. And probably even what he showed because he was kind of the, I don't know, like fifth fiddle on that team. I think there's more skill there. I don't think he's a great shooter, but I do think he's a, he's a, he's a guy who's capable of, of handling the ball. Um, I think guarding like a lot of different positions, maybe, like, this definitely makes Kansas less, like, multiple. You know, last year it was, like, basically they had Dewan Harris, who's head of the snake, and then they had, like, four, six, seven guys, you know, who could all just yep. kind of switch and guard all over the place, just rangy wings, and it was it was kind of a, a nightmare probably to play against. Now they're a much more – they fit, like, a 2K model where you have an actual guy who sits in that, in that center slot, and Adam slots into that power forward slot. Yep. And Timberlake is, like, a natural shooting guard. Yep. And I think if if you're going to doubt Kansas, 
it's it's that they don't have a lot of shooting on their on paper, right? Um, Dewan Harris is not a, a a great scoring point guard. He's not a great shooter for all the good things he does. Shooting is not really a strength. McCuller, who came back, uh, was one of the big returners. Yeah, I forgot about that. He did that before the deadline, so it kind of got swept under the rug a little bit. But not a great shooter, rock solid defender. I, I and I think and Timberlake's kind of the only guy. And Dickinson, I think, it step out a little bit, but. I don't know. You don't want your center being like your second best shooter. And that's not his game. I mean, he's an inside force, but I mean, I think, I don't think there's going to be necessarily a team that everybody says has to be one this upcoming year. I think there's like three or four teams that probably you're like, well, I could see, I could see Kansas. I could see Kansas. I could see Kansas having flaws though. I could see Duke, but it's Duke. So fuck them. You know, I could see uh, Purdue. But are we really going to rank a team the last of the 16 seed number one the next year? Hey, you know, so like they're, a whole... they're playing chess, though. They're playing chess. Right. Absolutely. But does everybody else notice that? You know, we we do because we're intellectuals. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I think Kansas, I mean, Kansas did lose a ton of guys. So, like, the depth has been kind of stripped away. But they also recruit well. And, I don't know, you add, you get a couple of really good, you get three starters back off a team that was, you know, one of the best five or six in the country last year. You add maybe the best big in the portal, and you add a guy who can who can knock down threes. Recipe for a pretty good squad. And then Ontario Morris was a five star point guard who who showed like you know some flashes. I would say last year in a limited role at Texas, maybe he plays a little more now, and he's kind of your he's your super sixth man. I mean, yeah, I, I think and the that, that's what I was about to say. It's to be pretty darn good. Yeah, it's a solid six man rotation. They have a couple guys, um, not including good. freshmen. If you look at just the guard aspect, like there's four right there that are kind of interchangeable into different spots. You can kind of, you know, finagle with the lineup a little bit. I also think Hunter Dickinson, who we talk about as being just a dick um, because of Dickinson, no, um, br- br- brings a, brings quite the attitude to the team. You know what I mean? It's kind of like having, who's the guy from Tennessee this last year? Um, the big Plavchich. dude. Yeah, Plavchich. Yeah, it, it makes you think twice about going into the lane when you're on offense with someone like that down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of brings an, an attitude and identity to Kansas. And then, you know, they have one of the better coaches in the country, obviously. So if uh, you know, it's like you always say, how many other coaches do you trust more than him to be able to deal with all these moving pieces and make them a good, a good unit? Maybe none. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I also noticed here, Biggs, I got the 24-7 um, transfer portal team rankings. The first, the top three are all Big 12. Do you know who they are? One, one, one you have in your notes. TCU? Yep, TCU. Texas? Nope. I'm not sure. Is, is their co- did, did their coach get in trouble? I think he's still there. Oh, West Virginia. That's right. They yeah. were number one here last time we potted. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Okay. He, he just had to take a one million dollars. TCU, West Virginia, and God. I don't we we just we just know. talked about them. We just talked about them. Oh, Kansas. Yeah, Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I know uh, TCU. They they got some bigs. Um, I think are they losing their guards? I know Mike Miles has to be gone. Um. Yeah, Mike Miles and Damian Ba are both gone. Ba Ba officially decided to stay in the draft. Um, the we should probably note the draft deadline 
or the the deadline for players to declare or stay, decide if they're staying in the draft or coming back to college was uh, a few days ago. So we're kind of doing a a semi-reaction to that in addition to the transfer portal kind of finishing up now, it feels like, for the most part. Yep. Um, But they they got Emmanuel Miller back. Uh, They added Ernest Duday, who you touched on, the Kansas big guy, who was a top, like, 20 recruit. He he was a very highly rated recruit, but just couldn't really get on the court. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, even when he did get on the court, I mean, he showed, he showed signs. He looked, right. he looked like one of those typical freshman five stars. Who's like, this dude's giant. He moves well. He finishes everything around the hoop. He shot like 75% from the field because he's dunking basically every time. Um, there's a chance that this guy's going to be a double, double machine. Oh. Um, and then TCU, I know they got their work done early. I remember in the portal in terms of adding guards, they got Jameer Nelson jr. Yep, I believe. They, got, they got him. And who's the uh, kid from Oklahoma State? They got um, uh, Anderson, Avery Anderson. Avery, Avery Anderson, yep. Yeah. And that's a and solid get. It is. He's a nice player. And Charles O'Bannon is back, and that's kind of like Kansas. Um, they're just going to be basically a sledgehammering the paint because they don't have anybody who can shoot. Anderson's not a great shooter. Jameer Nelson I don't think is a particularly great shooter. Miller's not a shooter. Uday's not a shooter. Like, they're basically going to be like they're, they're the offense for a lot of these Big Twelve teams. It feels like is going to be how many guys can we fit inside the paint, and can we just play volleyball on the rim and score? You know, like it ain't going to look the, pretty sometimes. The best offense is a missed shot. Yep, yep, exactly. That's what these teams are going to be doing. So, but I like I like the get that TCU got there, and then obviously Emmanuel Miller coming back is. Um, that that was a quiet, like a sneaky one. I mean, there were a lot of bigger ones. Like obviously Zach Eady was was the big one coming back. Sheboy was the big one going out. But Emmanuel Miller and he's staying in the draft is a, is a really nice piece. Yep. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. I know. Uh, I know you had Villanova. Villanova's had a good few few past few days here. Yeah, I like I like what Nova did in the off season. I mean, they've, uh, they, they took care. We talked about them a little bit, I feel like, a while ago in terms of getting TJ Bamba and Hakeem Hart a couple of big wings. But adding Tyler Burton is, I, I don't think people, I mean, people aren't going to realize how good he is because he played For, at Richmond. You know? Rich what? <laughs> and he was, I mean, he was like <laughs> a, he averaged 19 and 7 this past year at Richmond as like the clear go-to guy. Two years ago, Richmond made the tournament as, I want to say, like an 11 or 12 seed, and they knocked out Iowa. And he was the go-to guy on that team. It had more talent around him, but he averaged like 17 and 7 that year too. He's mm-hmm. he's a 6'7", um, you know, big kind of combo forward, like a 3.5 type. He can shoot it okay. His percentage this past year wasn't great because I think he was he just had less talent around him, so the shots he was getting, I bet you, weren't as good. Um He's really solid. He can do a ton. He can get to the rim. He can score. He can shoot a little bit. He rebounds. They're going to be, they're going to have a six-man rotation that Villanova that if if Kyle Neptune is a good coach, if he's worth anything, I think Villanova's back probably in the mix here in the Big East again. Yeah, because then who do they have returning? I know Justin Moore is returning. Who's the other guy that's returning? Justin Moore, Eric Dixon's back. Yeah. Um, Mark Armstrong last year played a little bit as a freshman and looked okay, had moments. So you bring back those three and then you add three like quality level transfers, two guys who are double figure scorers in, in power six leagues. 
and then Burton, who's a player of the year caliber type of guy, an all A10 guy. Did you mention Lance Ware? No, from yeah, Kentucky? they added him too late, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, the big guy yeah. from Kentucky um, joining the the exodus out of Kentucky, which we should probably talk about. But yeah, he'll he'll give them kind of a little more depth. So actually, that's a yeah, you're right. I think that's a that rounds out probably a pretty solid seven man rotation. Yeah. Let's see. See, I gotta find Kentucky on here. Wait. Or are you looking for Kentucky players because you're not gonna yeah. find it? They don't have any. Well. Oh, I spoil okay, because I clicked on the SEC and I, like I'm scrolling down the rankings. I was like, I'm sitting here thinking with all like the uh, movement of conferences and stuff. I was like, did they leave the SEC or something? No, <laughs> they, no, every they, player they, just left their pro, left them. So okay, so uh, they've lost where I gotta, I need to find something here. There's gotta be something. Let's start with the the reigning, not reigning, but the the at one time Sheboy. national player of the year, Oscar Sheboy. What what do you think about him staying in the draft? Uh, I think that tells you that he was just ready to get on with it, probably, and that uh, he didn't want to continue to be at Kentucky. He probably has. He probably felt a little slighted by, you know, from what from what you hear, and and a lot of it is just you're reading what secondhand sources and stuff, but. It sounds like he probably was was made some sort of NIL offer from them. Um, I think that they are out recruiting. They obviously recruited Hunter Dickinson pretty hard. And yep. if you're Oscar Sheebway, I don't know. You probably feel like you probably oh, don't like that. You probably don't. You know, probably not a big fan of that. Now you're probably that's a tough spot. Like, what are you supposed to do if you're Kentucky? You're supposed to just sit around and wait. That's right. the that's the that's the difficult thing about recruiting, it, and that's yeah. that, that's what the money's for. But, um. I don't know if you're Oscar Sheway, do you want to play with a bunch of a new crop of just selfish freshman guards? And like he had he had some quotes from this past year where it's like not saying but kind of saying other players aren't trying hard enough. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Like these guys um, don't play hard. What like yeah. we ain't here like guys are here to just boost their draft stock, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So no, I get it. I get it. And I found uh found a little site where it shows all the Everyone leaving. So Damian Collins to LSU, Lance Ware, who we just mentioned, um, Severe Wheeler to Washington. He and he, his playing time decreased quite a bit last year too. I know. Yep, yep. He fell basically out of the rotation. Yeah. Uh, CJ Frederick going um, to Cincinnati to, to be with your boy Wes. Um, yep. They they're gonna have a nice outfit. I forgot okay. that they're they're gonna have a guy named Jizzle on their team. Remember that? Remember Jizzle James? Jizzle James, that's it. Because he's uh, Edger and James is uh, his son. I think so. Okay. I do Jizzle. that now. What a what a fucking name <laughs> that is. They also they lost Chris Livingston. I think that starter. this. Yeah, I think this is must be someone who is gonna be a freshman this year who decommitted or something. But Ugana Onyenso. No, he he was a freshman was he, last year. Okay. Um, and I think he's going to be back, but he basically didn't play at all as a freshman. Oh, okay. Yep. I, I, I see. I'm he, reading I it think wrong. Was, he entered, he, the he entered and, and then came back. back. Yep. 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 That's but you have no boomerang. idea what you've yep. gotten that. Yeah. Chris Livingston left and Antonio Reeves, what was supposed to be maybe like, Hey, well, we lost Sheboy. That sucks. We lost Chris Livingston. That one sucks. But at least Antonio Reeves. Reeves could be back, but he's back, but he's entering the portal. He had entered the portal and so there's not even they're not even sure he's coming back. So how good is their incoming class then? I mean, it's very it's supposed to be really good. They got three top fifteen kids. Um, 
but their roster has like seven or eight guys and it's all freshmen. They've, I, th- I've, I thought I read the, the, the athletic report I think had, I think Kentucky has a career total of like 90 points in college on their roster right now. And, uh, yeah, that's not good. No. And it, like, it's probably not far off from say like seven, eight years ago, they probably had something similar to that. But I mean, even Maybe. when those Kentucky teams were good, they had at least one or two guys that would come like back. A, yeah, like a Bris, Isaiah Briscoe or something like that. Yeah, Deron Lamb and Terrence Jones yeah. on that Anthony Davis team were, were yeah. back. You know, Patrick yeah. Patterson was still there when John Wall and Cousins came in. Like, they, they're not the best players, but you at least need some sort of, for lack of a better word, professionalism. You know, some adults, yeah. so to speak, even if that is only a sophomore or a junior. Um they don't even have that. And I think that combined with the the word on this recruiting class is that this one's down. It's as bad as it's as bad a class as we've seen in a while. Um, and if that's the case, I mean, DJ Wagner, it feels like nobody really likes him that much anymore. It seems like even though he's a top five recruit, like it feels like more, I don't know. There's more, there's more slander on that like that prospect than, than typical years and, and Rob Dillingham is a guy who's just kind of a out to get buckets type. So I don't know. It, it does feel like the sky is falling a little bit. Now it's Kentucky. So they're going to be dramatic about everything, mm-hmm. but it is odd that like, you can't, I just think it's, it's, it's odd that they can't keep their guys. Why can't you keep Oscar Sheba? He's not going to be a draft pick. Nope. Why can't you keep Chris Livingston? He's not, he's not going to get picked. Like if those are the guys that this this NIL is supposed to specifically not supposed to be in place for, but like this is the exact type of guys who, who are supposed to come back to college and make the sport better. Why are they not? And it's Kentucky. It's not some hoedum school, like an old dominion. Right. You know, like they're, they're it's Kentucky. Do they not want to play there and, and be badasses? I don't know. Yeah. It's strange. I'm going to put old dominion in like the episode title. The, the name just so like oh they, they talk about us maybe the band yeah the band they had some they had some jams there for a couple there was like a year or two stretch where like they were pumping out the band now you remember old dominion you, you know old dominion oh uh, i think so Western group do they have like a one hit wonder no or, they, or, or, I mean, they or are they some... more established like, is there a song that stands out apart from the rest because i feel like there's one song if i like looked it up about like, oh key. yeah that's them hotel key you got the hotel key. They're relatively new. Like they were big in like 2017. They came to Fargo. Let's see. What else have they got? I don't know. There, there was a stretch. One man band. One man band. Yeah, that one's okay. I'm going to be honest, Biggs. You're not familiar with them. I don't know if I know these guys. You don't really follow country Western music though. No. So that that's okay. They're they're big time though. I don't know okay. about big time, but like they they had some moments. Yeah, but um, yeah, maybe they'll. So here's a question. Here's a question for you, or more of a, a question. Pie chart this for for me. Kentucky makes a tournament, but like no better than like a six or seven seed. Okay. Um, Kentucky makes a tournament, but four or higher, or four four to one, that type of thing. Okay. Or Kentucky misses the tournament altogether. I'm going to say like 10% chance they miss the tournament. I think that's pretty unlikely. 10% even seems high. Kentucky doesn't do that much. But they have. Even with like very high recruiting class they have. 
Yeah, they have. Yep. Um, and our rosters aren't done yet. So, I mean, they're right. probably, they're probably out there working, trying to get like a, like an Arthur Kaluma or your guy, Grant Nelson or something like that. I'm sure that I'm sure they're working. Um, they're probably working on a reclass on Jaron Stevenson. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, on something like that. Oh, he's going to North Carolina as a reclass. Is he? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would but say I know, that, I know they're recruiting him for that. Yeah. Yeah, sixty-five percent chance they're they're just kind of a ho hum, uh, mid-level SEC team. Gets to the tournament, ho hum. Yeah, so, so like the middle of the pack type, okay. Yeah, and then I would say like a twenty-five percent chance or so that okay. they're like, yeah. Remember, remember when we were worried about these two top ten guards being good and like their recruiting class really is that legit? Yep. I guess like you can't, can't you can't rule that out. Yep. Yeah, and it's and like in the past two three years, it's kind of it's kind of swinging back to around where it's like this whole idea of four freshmen possibly starting. It's kind of becoming this new idea again. It's it weird. is. Yeah. yeah, you just don't see it. You just don't see yeah. a lot of teams. You just don't see a lot of teams like that now, especially with guys who are in their sixth year of college basketball. Yep. All right. So uh, okay, let me ask you this: since we last potted, who is a team that we haven't talked about yet? who you are most impressed with as far as what they've done, recruiting, any incoming freshmen, anything? Um, try to think. I mean, I'm trying to look down your list too, that you sent me. I mean, it doesn't get bigger than it literally doesn't get bigger than Zach Eady coming back to Purdue. Right. Right. But I kind of figured he would. So like, I'm trying to measure the, I am surprised that they're coming back with, you know, like with them also doing good work in terms of roster construction. Do you think he comes back if they make the elite eight or further? No. Okay. Do you? No. Cause if he does that, maybe he can, you know, get something in the NBA draft or like be some sort of a two-way contract or something like that. I mean, um, I think he can get that anyway. Yeah, you think so? Do you think yeah. he would have been drafted? I don't think a tournament run really impacts that. Okay. Do you think he has more to prove? Zach Eady as a college basketball player. You know, he, he has this amazing year last year, but then he gets bounced in the very first round to a 16 seed. Yeah, I think I think I think that's the stuff to prove. I guess I don't I don't think he has much to prove in terms of like he needs to show the NBA that he can do a certain thing or something like that. Like I, I he's seven four, you know, and like he's enormous. And I that's think a skill. like yeah, it is. And 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 like I mean, I think they know that he's probably got like a soft touch. You know, he can he can do certain things, but like. I don't. I don't think that that stuff. I don't think he needs to show development. I think he'd be a, a second round pick this year. I think he'll be a second round pick probably next year. Whenever he comes out, someone will spend probably a second round pick. I don't think there's a way that he plays himself into the first round. Like he averaged twenty one and like thirteen this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like unless he's averaging like thirty and twenty, you know, something insane. But like, I don't even think they care then. So I think there's something to the, the something to prove is that hey, we need to get. Purdue deep into the tournament. Let's make the final four. Let's do that. Let's not go out losing to a 16 seed. Um, also like 
let me be the man on my team. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. rather than just be like an afterthought guy, like on an NBA team or be like fucking taco fall where it's like, wow, I'm a meme. And like every time I'm on the court, <laughs> someone's going to try to dunk on me. Like be in college where like, if guys try to dunk on you, like the ball squirt out of their hand and they'll turn it over because they're college kids instead, you know, like <laughs> you're like, you're the dude. And like, Purdue's going to be ranked in the top probably five in the preseason. They'll be the Big Ten favorite. He'll be the player of the year. Like, there's just like a like a like a way of life. Like, that just sounds more fun than just being a random guy on an NBA team, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Especially, especially- the lens of like the NBA is not going anywhere, barring him suffering some sort of catastrophic injury. But it's not like he's not making money in college. He's yeah, gonna be. Uh, I, I was just gonna say that, like, especially with NIL the way it is now, like he's going to make some money doing that too. So it's not like he's, it's not like he's going back to college and not getting paid. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. It's great for the sport. I mean, we need, that's two years in a row now that the national player of the year has come back. And I don't think it's any coincidence that the national player of the year being big guys who are not particularly NBA level, you know, it's just different, different caliber players or different types of players coming back, but that's good for the sport. Zach Eady coming back is great. Like that, a, that makes Purdue, it put, it keeps Purdue on the map. Purdue, a, a program that doesn't exactly draw, you know, it's just not a, it's not, it's not Kansas. It's not Kentucky, you know? So like it, it keeps Purdue kind of in the conversation and having big time like faces, people are just like, we're not like this because you and I aren't, you know, lazy casuals, but casual people are drawn to individuals in team sports. And Zach E is an individual that literally stands above the rest. Yeah. Because he's a foot taller than most of them. You don't have to say that part. You could have like stopped on like that last sentence there before that. And it oh, would have been, would have seamlessly trans- transitioned into, Hey Biggs, who's, who do you think is on ESPN bracketology as the one seeds right now? All right. Cut out that one thing there that I said then that, that, okay. that we're okay. going to talk. <laughs> that doesn't exist. There's an ESPN bracketology out there right now. Yeah. I feel like two teams are probably at, at least a little bit of a surprise. The other Kansas, two. Duke. Okay, those are the obvious ones. I'll let um, you go for a little bit, but then I'll give you one hint. Arkansas. Nope. Not Houston. Nope. I'll give you one more guess, and then I'll give you the hint. Michigan State. Yep. UConn. Nope. Marquette. Yep. My hit was going to be M. Michigan State, Marquette. Thoughts? Did we talk about Michigan State last time? I know they have – is it that they have a ton of guys returning, or, or did it, do they have a monster recruiting class incoming? Yes, they got both. Okay. The only guy they, they lose they, is Hauser. They, 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 they kind of have the best of both worlds then. They got really good news, obviously, with Jade Nakins and A.J. Hogard both coming back. And I believe Malik Hall is opting into, yeah, like a, another year or whatever. So, like, the only rotation guy that they lose is Hauser. Now, that's a big deal because the shooting was kind of what made them really good. And he was, you know, a flamethrower at that four spot. But, yeah, they, they got those two guards back, which was awesome. I think Aikens... I think I was a year early last year. I was really hyped about Aikens and and late in the year, he started showing some of that. I have a feeling he's going to be an all big 10 guy. And, um, and their recruiting class is pretty good too. Yeah. They say they have a 
top 15 or so. Xavier, Xavier Booker is a, is yeah. a big that, um, you know, people like. And, and it's kind of funny to me here, Big. So recently, like, the way to build up a team is through the portal, right? Um, two of those number one seeds didn't get one incoming transfer. I don't see one for Michigan State. We already talked about Duke. They didn't have one coming in either. Well, you're you're right, kind so, of. Michigan State, though. I did mean, they like, get anyone? Well, Tyson Walker's a a, rec- a a portal guy. But this year, yeah, no, no, nobody, yeah. nobody from there's so, no so microwave things that are projected yeah, one seed. Being right. able to carry over a roster from one year to another, yep, is proving to be fruitful in the eyes of Joe Lunardi on June second. Yeah, assume yeah, in, in the yeah. eyes of projecting a previous <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. I mean that's we'll see. I mean, the more data we get on these on these microwave transfer portal teams, the more the more we'll know. But ultimately, I mean these coaches don't I mean some of them do probably love to just run guys off and get new guys and just constantly shuffle like a JUCO team, but you know, a lot of them aren't doing it, I don't think, out of like uh we love doing this. It's probably because guys are constantly leaving. Guys are going to the draft. Guys are, are for whatever reason, wanting, you know, getting recruited away from you. So here's, here's another question. Who can, who, who can adapt on the fly. And, and honestly, I think a lot of returners, it looks different. What it used to be like, man, if you return your top five guys or five of your top six or six of your top seven, like that was a lot. Now, if you can bring back three guys, like that that seems yeah. like a good number. Yeah. Yep. Um, here's another question. Who is the biggest transfer portal loser? And why is it Arizona? And why did it used to be Michigan? <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely <laughs> definitely are definitely your uh your wildcats. <laughs> You don't. Somehow you, they you, lost. You, you, you can say erratic, that they did fine. <laughs> somehow they got rid of the most, one of the most erratic, ridiculous guards in the country in Kirkresa, and got they upgraded on a level of erratic <laughs> ridiculousness with Caleb yep. Love. Yeah, gotta love it. Now I'll be honest. If Jaden Bradley takes the jump, which I do think he's capable. He was like a top 15 level recruit. I mean, Jaden Bradley was like a really, really good recruit. And I think, I don't know, playing at Bama, I wonder if he maybe started to lose a little bit of confidence. And I think, I thought he was going to be a breakout guy, no matter if he came back to Bama. But I, I think in Arizona, like I, I bet Jaden Bradley turns into a really good guy for them. Like if Caleb Love is allowed to be like how the Timberwolves used to treat J.J. Barea, where it was like, bring him in for two or three minutes, and if he's cooking, we let him keep cooking, and if he's out, you park his ass on the bench and we don't see him again. Like, if Caleb Love does that, if they if they play him in that kind of role rather than 37 minutes a game and you're going to shoot it 17 times and no matter if those shots are good or not, then I think it can work. Yep. You know, like if Caleb Love actually has to try because he might not play a lot because Jaden Bradley and... Who was the other reclass guard that they had? Um, Boswell. Uh, ba- ba- Boswell. Kylan Boswell. Kylan Boswell. If those two guys are actually like, you know, good, which I think a lot of people expect Kylan Boswell to be a breakout guy too. He looked good late in the year for them. Right. 
then Caleb Love actually has to give a crap. You know, especially Carolina, if there's three it. guys vying for two guard spots, then he has to give a crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Four guys than... basically playing three spots. Cause they got Pele Larson yeah. who kind of slots into that three spot. So it's like, you got those four guys. If Caleb loves playing like ass and Pele Larson has a little bit of that too, though. Isn't he kind of, isn't he weirdly erratic too? Yeah. And like, you're so it's basically up... be who, if you're erratic, come sit by me. You know, yep. can um, one of those two guys be consistent? Are we going to see a new Caleb Love? Can Tommy Lloyd, and like Tommy Lloyd's proven that he can bring these guys in and get them to mesh right away and fit his system over his two years. Can he do that with Caleb Love? I doubt it, but you know. Pie chart this. Pie chart this. He taps into the potential of Caleb Love or Caleb Love is kicked off the team before Christmas. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would say if like 80... 85-15. I doubt he'll get kicked off the team. <laughs> I, mean, I think Tommy Lloyd, I mean, Mark Few had this. And Tommy Lloyd, obviously, there's no coincidence there. But, like, they would take guys like Gonzaga who you're like, what the hell? And then they just – it was like the it was like the Knicks – you know how Nick Saban is, you know, the head coach at Alabama. Like, they'll just take coordinators who used to be head coaches who have just kind of fallen from grace. And it's Steve like Sarkeesian they're just going to – they go to the Alabama – they go to the Alabama coaching like resurgence factory or coaching camp. Lane and then all of a sudden they get head coaching jobs again. Yeah. And it's like, these guys would do that at Gonzaga where they'd take these guys who are just like, I don't know, lost. And it's like, they spit out useful players all of a sudden. So I guess if, if Caleb, if there's talent in there and Tommy Lloyd can't get it after Hubert yeah. Davis couldn't get it, I don't think it can get got. Um, let's see. Who else do you have? Any? Uh, I know. Um, I don't know if you want to touch on any of the guys who um, came back or left that you didn't expect to do that. Um, either way, who's someone you're surprised by at the NBA draft decision? Whether they went in and came back or decided to stay in. Yeah, a couple of them that I was that I was excited about. I I don't even know if I expected it or not. I don't. I'm afraid of expecting anything anymore with college basketball. But Trey Alexander and Cockbrenner coming back to Creighton. That's big. Yeah. Maybe we really talked about them. I think we talked about Creighton last episode quite a bit. We did, but they, there yep. was kind of a cloud over, like I said, I kind of thought they would, but I don't know. You just never know. And so with those guys coming back, I'm excited about Creighton. Now, Kaluma's out, so that's kind of a bummer. Right. And I wonder if they if they go try to find somebody to replace that because I don't really know. I guess they got the kid from Virginia who uh, is I was going to say they have like, – if that those – Two, they have Baylor Shireman coming back. Um, and then who's the forward that they got? I, I, the, Trout. Isaac Trout. Uh, they have Stephen Ashworth coming in also to his uh, Nemhart's yep. gone. Um, yep. It's yeah, I think like really, it's gonna gonna be on if those two transfers can really uh, figure it out at you know a higher level. Uh, which and I think I mean, is at that much higher of a level than uh, Virginia. So, but um, no, we'll see. I think Trey Alexander has a chance to to take a big jump though. Cause I do think the ball will be in his hands more. Like, I, like we've talked about Creighton's offense. Isn't necessarily a, Hey, give one guy the ball and just let him cook. But I do think Trey Alexander will have a bigger, I think with Ashworth replacing Nemhart at point guard, Ashworth is more of a sniper shooter point guard type who doesn't need to, to have a high usage. I think Trey Alexander's usage will go up and I would not be surprised if he is a, 
I don't know. What did he average last year? 13 points a game. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like 17, 18. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a jump. Um, I'm excited about that Creighton team. Yeah, I really am. And then the one that made me sad. The one that made sad. me really you sad cool. or your wife sad? <laughs> yeah, that, those are different. Yeah, my <laughs> wife. My wife is definitely probably going to be sad about the the Arkansas guy because Jordan Walsh. Yeah, she just she loves she loves bald men. You know, <laughs> the one that made me sad was Olivier Maxson's prosper leaving Marquette. And that's why I think I, I have a hard time buying. I'm kind of fading Marquette a little bit in terms of uh, on on that on that number one thing. Like Maxson's Prosper was a stud, and that's kind of what made Marquette so tough. Was like Kolek was was really good right at the point guard spot, but then they had just these big, mobile, versatile bigs with him and Igadaro. Prosper leaving Marquette um, was just one that wasn't even really on my radar. And I don't know. I thought Marquette was going to, I mean, they were going to be a team that was going to be ranked really high. And I think that's a big ding for them. I just don't think they have a guy that replaces him. They could probably still score, but their defense was atrocious. He was the one guy who played any defense on their team. So. And I wonder, I wonder, cause like Lenardi's Bractology was on May 23rd. And I think Prosper would have been since then. Probably. So I wonder he must have factored in having Prosper on Marquette's roster. Maybe. Yeah, that could be. Yep. Or they just or they just look and they say, hey, Tyler Kolek's back. He was the player there in the Big East. Cam Jones is back. We got Igadaro. Uh, I still think Marquette's going to be good. Yep. But I guess I, I thought Marquette would be – I just think that's a big ding for them. So, yep. yeah. Um, Anton Watson coming back to Gonzaga. I'm excited about. I, I like that one. I think he uh, connects their roster really nicely. You know, because you're gonna have now you're gonna have Nemhard, you're gonna have Nolan Hickman in the backcourt, and if you have Anton Watson and and Ben Gregg up front, which everyone's sleeping on, everybody's gonna talk about how Graham Ek is gonna be the big man that everyone's excited about for Gonzaga. Um, mm-hmm. Market man, Ben Gregg, I bet is actually gonna be the starting big for them. I would not be surprised by that. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm kind of just scrolling through your notes that you sent me to here. Um, I know you, you have on I here broke, Ole Miss. I broke it down into I broke it down into categories here, like you know, for the coming back status, like top right. of the sport. You know, you've got some some Creighton stuff. Purdue, I think Nova can be contending at the top of the sport. Gonzaga, Michigan. Are you sad State. that your boy Yuri is leaving? Yeah, I don't know, a, a little, but I think St. Louis was just kind of uh, meh. Yeah, the A10 just kind of sucks for now. Um. Uh, I, on the make their teams more watchable note there that I use the word more, not watchable Reese Beekman coming back to Virginia. I'll never say Virginia's watchable. I know you don't like Virginia, but if Reese Beekman's back, that makes Virginia at least that, that establishes a pretty high floor for them. I think. So since you have Judah Mintz in this category, are you saying that Syracuse is also not watchable normally? Usually not. Okay. But now I think with those two guards, you can kind of maybe you can be like, hmm, there's something here, right? Because right. who they get? They got JJ Starling from Notre Dame. Yep. So you combine so, him solid and- backcourt. That that is. You, you we could look up in January, February, and be like, you know what? Syracuse has the best bas- backcourt in the ACC. Yeah. Out of the teams that are in the bottom six of the ACC, Syracuse has the best backcourt. <laughs> That's probably what would happen too. Um, <laughs> trying to see any. Let's see big guys. There's a bunch of large people there. I- explain for the gram to me. 
Explain oh, that that's, section. That's definitely just like a, there's no way in hell they were going to leave. They just wanted to put out a graphic. <laughs> so you have Jamal Shedd, Tristan Newton from UConn, and Javon Quinterly from Bama. Yeah, where were those guys? Where were those guys going? I love Jamal Shedd, but like, is there any world where he's an NBA prospect? He's a six foot one guard who's not very big. He's not very fast. Doesn't shoot it very well. Great college player, but come on, man, you're just putting out a Joe Tipton at it. <laughs> yeah. Tell me. Uh, I got, I got one more I want to bring up just because uh, I heard this the other day. But you have Ole Miss with their guys, um, yeah. including Alan Flanagan, who I heard another podcast basically say the worst kept secret because they recently hired his dad. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. They got Matthew Morell back from the, from the draft as well. He was one who I think came back a little before the deadline. So like he, he probably got, I don't know. They forgot about it a little bit, but then they've added a couple pretty good transfers. They added the kid from Georgetown that Brandon Murray, who can, if he's if, assuming he's able to play right away, which I would bet that he will because Georgetown fired their coach and uh, Ole Miss hired a new one. And uh, I don't know if you remember, right? Ole Miss has Chris Beard. So Really good coach. Uh, they um, also added Brandon Murray's brother, uh, Jalen Murray. Yep. So you had a couple guards. Plus they had they had remember your guy Jamin Brakefield, the Duke defector. Yeah. He, so he's made, he's I, carved out a career for himself. Yeah. That's and really so good. I think Ole Miss. I, I mean, I think there's something there where like they're gonna. I have a feeling they're gonna kind of sneak up on people. Okay. Loaded SEC though. Could they be? It is. And um, so could they, 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 there seems to be always like with these like loaded conferences, there seems to be always be one that kind of sneaks up and they're like the, the four seed or something that you expect them to be like 10 or 11 at the start of the year. You know, could that be Ole Miss? It, that's I, I agree. I agree. And there will be undoubtedly a team that disappoints, you know, like right. Arkansas is who knows? I mean, they're going to be ranked probably really high in the conference, but like they got a whole new team. So how do you know? And you know, Tennessee actually strangely loses a decent amount of guys. Now they, they bring back a handful. They almost have, they, they got more skies than scholarships right now, actually. But, um, you know, Kentucky, we just talked about, they're in flux. Auburn in flux. They're losing a lot of their dudes. And your guy, Janai Broom is back though. So that's kind of nice. My boy. Yep. But they lost Johan Traore to uh, our gauchos. We got to talk about that more. Didn't they get someone else since we... Yeah, they got the other. They got one of guy, one of the guys from Kansas who I thought was going to be good. The big guy, um, Clement, no, Clem, Zach, Zach Clements. Um, I typed in UCSB transfer portal, and the first one is UC Santa Barbara applicant portal login. So they want to see if you want to join the team. Basically, <laughs> all you got to do is fill out an application. Now the question yeah. is, do you think these guys accidentally did this, or what else could UCSB? It, it's do? like, have you seen the movie Accepted? Yeah, where he makes the fake college and like all, and like just so he can tell his parents went to college, and then there's like a thousand people at his doorstep. Yep, and he, he goes, "You you told me to put the thing where it says acceptance is only one click away." He's like, "Well, I didn't tell you to make it clickable." <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just thought. Yeah, 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 but. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you right now. I think Ole Miss will probably when when they get into the preview season. Ole Miss will be like what Missouri was last year. Everyone had Missouri finishing last. I bet Ole Miss will be down towards the bottom. And I bet you they finish closer to the top. Good for them. Something about M-I-S-S in your name. Yeah. Miss. Miss. Mississippi, Missouri. Just 
exceed expectations. Indeed. Too bad our misses never exceed expectations. I know. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> they stop doing it once they get that R in there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, anything else, Biggs? Not that I can think of, man. It's it was a wild uh, it was a wild week with all the portal entries, not the portal entries, but just the uh, yeah. I guess you know now that now that I think about it, there are some some the transfer portal is all but you said it. It's quieted down. There's not a or that's it, it's it, it's pretty much dead at this point. There's not a lot left. I want to see if I can find just a list of best available. I gave you a handful: Grant Nelson, your yep. North Dakota State, Arthur Kaluma. Um, Cam Spencer, the Rutgers two guard, who a lot of the, a lot of the steam is that he's either going to UCLA. Ooh, I found I found the uncommitted page. Okay. Uh, I think you, you just mentioned Cam Spencer. Yep. Uh, William McNair from Mississippi State. Zion Pullen. Zion Pullen, I believe, is supposed to go to. Oh, where did I see that the favorite to land him? I think was maybe Michigan. Actually. Okay. We'll see. Who knows. A, Adrame Diangu. Big man from Washington State. Uh, your boy DeMarco Dunn. Mac Etienne. He's is he the one that punched someone a couple or spit on someone a couple years ago in like a scuffle? These are the top guys. Yeah. Rondo yeah, Walker's that. still out there. Uh okay. Arthur Kaluma. He's he has got to be the best one. Yeah. Kaluma and Grant Nelson are probably the top two guys. Um, Malcolm Malcolm Dandridge. He's okay. Just another heavy big man, you know. This guy, and then Cam Spencer. This this guy looks like he has snuck on the team after like scoring twelve points in an intramural game or something. Wilhelm Breidenbach. Yeah, he played at uh, Nebraska. Well, he played in college at or in high school in in California. I remember watching them when I lived in in Monterey. They played against the the Sierra Canyon team for the championship. He played with Devin Askew. I cannot okay. remember the, the, the name of the team, though. Um, but he was a big goon in high school. Modern day. Modern day. There we go. Thank you. They're usually a football powerhouse. Um, oh, big news. Georgetown. We I can't believe we didn't touch on this. They landed Supreme Cook. <laughs> Is there a better cook? Is there any way that there's possibly <laughs> a better cook than the Supreme Cook? Is he actually good, though? He's the, he's supreme. <laughs> he has to be with a name like Supreme Cook. Is there any way that, that dude's a bench warmer? Come on, there's no way. Supreme Cook. Maybe I, I his name is like Jerry or something. <laughs> uh, thirteen point one points per game, eight and a half rebounds, only point six assists, but he is a six nine four. So that makes sense. He ain't out here getting. He ain't out here making teammates better. He's out yeah. here getting double doubles. Is that his actual name? Give me a Wikipedia page. Immediate starting center on the all-name team. <laughs> uh, let's go to I'm going to the Fairfield site see if they list an actual name. Like if this guy can't get an NIL deal with like Taco Bell, what are we even doing? <laughs> Crunch up Supreme. And I, there's got to be some people out there who have gotten NIL deals just because they have a name like that. Have like, to. Like Jet Howard probably got like something with like a jet like an airline. Yeah, like United. Yeah. Delta. <laughs> I don't see anything that says it's not his real name. Boogie with a Boogie Ellis with one uh, NIL deal with like maybe Kleenex. Yep. <laughs> uh, shoot. All right, Biggs, let's get out of here. All right. Bye. Um, 
Uh, well, I have to do some. Say oh, sorry. That was yeah. a, that was a uh, premature buy. This is awkward. Yeah, shit. Um, lesson in life. Things are don't, yeah, don't do anything premature in life. All right, now say it. Bye.